And so the church today begins a new liturgical year. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. When our Lord speaks to us in the scriptures, we need to keep something in mind, namely, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass. And therefore, his words, each and every one of them, are as applicable to us today as they were when he first spoke them 2,000 years ago, and as he will continue to speak them in the ages yet to come. And so we need to apply these words to ourselves so that we might receive the benefit that the divine words necessarily bring. How do we digest the words of God? Yes, we hear them. We internalize them, perhaps. But do we understand them? Have we digested them? Our Lord himself complained to, about his own disciples. Are you too also without understanding? Are your eyes blind? Are you unable to see? Why can you not understand? This is what he said to the twelve. And of course he, can, he could equally say them to us as well. So therefore, it is necessary that we ponder these words and apply them to our time and ourselves. The church has given us the gospel according to St. Luke, chapter, um, chapter 31 and verses 25 to 36. Our Lord is speaking to the disciples, to us, about the times of disturbance. There will be signs in the sun and moon and stars on earth, nations in agony, bewildered by the clamor of the ocean and its waves, and men dying of fear as they await what menaces the world. For even the powers of heaven will be shaken. What is it that menaces the world? That we should be dying of fear? Or are we afraid at all? Because we don't even realize that the wolf is at the gate, and perhaps even in the sheepfold. Let us consider. There will be signs in the sun and moon and stars. We shouldn't begin by thinking our Lord is referring to the material sun. He may very well be. But there is another sun that we need to consider. There will be signs in the sun and the moon and stars on earth nations in agony bewildered by the clamor of the ocean and its waves. Well, we certainly can agree, I think, that today nations are in agony. The question is, what is the cause of the agony? And of course the answer is, that which menaces the world, our ancient enemy. Let's go a little further. What is the sun? Better still, who is the Son? And the answer, of course, is our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Son, and He's given us a sign. Our Lord said 
those who teach others virtue and practice it themselves will shine as brightly as the stars in heaven. In other words, those who preach the gospel in its integrity, the reward is to shine as brightly as the stars of heaven. So we have an inkling of who the stars are. True pastors, bishops, priests, cardinals and popes who teach virtue, who lead people in holiness. These are the stars. The moon. Well, the moon, the physical moon, receives light. It has no light of its own. It receives light from the sun. So we have the sun is Christ. We have the stars, those who teach the gospel of Christ. And we have the moon, the body, the church, which receives light only from Christ. Okay, what happens then when the sun is eclipsed? When Christ is no longer preached? What do we expect to happen? The first thing is, there's a darkness that falls on the church. And more than that, because of this darkness, those who are to preach are afraid to do so. And so there's no longer sound teaching, which is what St. Paul had warned about. The time will come when people will have itchy ears for new doctrine. They will no longer accept sound doctrine, 1 Timothy. St. Peter himself, in his first, second letter, says, I know that when I'm gone, fierce wolves will invade and will disturb the flock. So then, we see already the signs. And how did this happen? Because the wolf has entered into the sheepfold. The smoke of Satan has entered into the sanctuary. Who said that? For Paul VI. Not once, but twice. For Paul VI said, the smoke of Satan has entered the sanctuary. Now, if the smoke of Satan has entered the sanctuary, it means the fire is not far away. So the Lord then tells us what the problem is. The problem is a deep rot that has settled in the, into the church, which causes those who are to preach to be afraid to preach. And so the church itself is being eclipsed. When this happens, there is no longer a moral authority within nations to give direction. And so the enemy takes over the governments. And so we can see the carnage that happened in Paris not so long ago, or indeed earlier this year. How did that happen in what is no longer a Christian country? Because in the... In the um, in the theater, Bataclan, there was a rock group and they were playing a song in praise of Satan. The police, of course, have been collecting the, the, the data, the information, and they 
had they've collected the, 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 the cameras and the, and the cell phones where people were taking pictures and there you have in this theater a huge audience praising Satan the song they were singing who will love Satan? I will love Satan. Who will kiss Satan? I will kiss Satan. That's what they were doing. And in addition to that, they were making the famous sign of the devil. And at that very moment, the devil came to claim his own. When we can have openly satanic worship, what do we expect but nations to be bewildered? And men die in a fear. But for those of us who believe, the Lord gives us hope. He tells us what we are to do. Watch yourselves. Watching ourselves doesn't mean looking with the eyes. No, it means a constant examination of conscience. If you do not do this, your hearts will be coarsened with debauchery and drunkenness and the cares of life. When our Lord spoke the parable of the seed, he said that the seed was choked for these three reasons. But more than that, he says, watch yourselves, your hearts will be coarsened with debauchery and drunkenness and cares of life, and the day will be sprung in you suddenly like a trap. It will come down on every living man on the face of the earth. Why these three things? Debauchery, drunkenness, the cares of life. When our Lord spoke another parable, not another parable, another story, another um, narrative about the end of the world, he said, as it was in Noah's day, men will be eating and drinking and marrying wives and husbands. As it was in the days of Lot, in Sodom. They were eating and drinking and buying and selling. And they we're told the flood came, swept them away, fire fell down and destroyed the cities. Okay, now let's interpret this. In the days of Noah, they were buying and selling. Sorry, in the days of Noah, they were eating and drinking and marrying. Nothing wrong with that. Unless, unless you take it to extremes. So, eating and drinking, the extreme is drunkenness. Marrying, the extreme is debauchery. In other words, marrying and without the intention of having children. Debauchery, that's what it is. If the primary reason for marrying is not to have children, we're talking about a debauched way of living. In the case of Sodom, the same thing. Eating and drinking, but buying and selling. So there is a concern for material increase. And consequently, there's anxiety for life. And this is exactly what 
our Lord is referring to materialism at its worst. And he says, when this happens, the day will come suddenly, like a trap. But for those who believe, he says, stay awake, not with our bodily eyes, but with our minds alert to the spirit and to the sign of the times. And the sign of the times, when we see the times are going into corruption, it means we do not go that way. We take the other path. Stay awake and do what? Pray at all times for the strength to survive all that is going to happen. Praying at all times. Think of our Lord on the day of his, the day before he was to suffer. He had gone with his disciples into the garden. What did he say to them? Stay awake. Pray that you do not fall into temptation. And he went away a little deeper into the garden and he prayed. What were they doing? Fast asleep. He came. Pray, he says. Wake up. Why are you tired? Wake up. Pray that you do not fall into temptation. And he went back and prayed. And when he came back, looking for them, fast asleep. Did they have the strength to survive all that was going to happen? When the soldiers arrived, they ran away, all except one. And that one kept close to the only person who is our protection today, the mother of Jesus. He kept close to her. And so he alone was able to stand on Calvary whilst the Lord offered his life for us. If we come back full circle, as the Lord in his physical body was eclipsed by the crucifixion, so also his mystical body, the church, will be eclipsed. And the church today has begun her passion, her suffering, because she must conform to the image of her head, her Lord, her Master. But if we, like John, pray and keep close to our Blessed Lady, we will be able to stand with confidence before the Son of Man. Let us ask then from our Lord for this new liturgical year, that gift that we will know how to stay awake, we will know how to pray, and that we will always be close to Mary, our most gentle Queen and Mother, so that with confidence we may stand before the Son of Man when he comes, to whom be honor and glory forever and ever. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.